Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig, so let's get started. Welcome back. So we've spoken about relationships in the past, and that's our whole life, right? We're in relationship, and part of relationship is communication. And of course, there's different ways that we communicate. There's verbally, there's energetically, there's emotional, physical body language. So just like we have the four etherics, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, we have those same forms of communication with people throughout however we're communicating with them. And it's the same when I'm working with people, whether it's healing work or communication styles conflict resolution, coaching in different ways. It's all about that communication. So there's always a giver and receiver. And that could be me and the other person. It could be within one person. So there's the mind and the body, for example. There's always a yin and a yang, a receptive and expressive. And it's interesting, even though I prefer prefer Zoom for meetings so I can see the person and we can connect more. It's interesting in the past when Zoom wasn't around and there weren't these type of video ways to connect, that a phone call without the distractions would actually help me to tune into that person's feelings more than normal. So being that receptive person that was listening to the other person, picking up not only on what was not being said, but what was being said, pausing, and just the feelings that were coming across in the person. So it's really interesting when we don't have that visual cue, then we have to rely on our other senses. And really, we want to rely on all our senses anyway, because we are receiving a lot of information. And so it's learning to not be overwhelmed by that. So for example, with the energy shielding that I teach, so that we can receive safely and not be overwhelmed by the information. And being able to have more information, less information coming into our system so that we can function in a way that is working for us. And right now, especially, I've just been thinking about how people are often a bit more curt, maybe, or maybe just react faster or in a more negative way rather than a kinder way. And there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. Part is the stress. Right now here in Vancouver, for example, we're the second worst air quality in the world next to Portland because of the fires that are coming up over the border from Washington and Oregon. And there was a cute response on Facebook I saw today. And it was, oh, I thought the borders were closed. So a little COVID fire humor for you. So we do want to be aware of how we're reacting and take responsibility for it. And also be able to have some awareness around it so we're not necessarily lashing out. And so one ways to do that is to have that awareness of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And the more we can tune into that and 
relax into ourselves, the better we're going to be at communication. And when we are in a high stress situation, especially, it's so easy to just send an email, send a text, and not provide any context for the other person. And I was really bad at this <laughs> and had to learn this for myself. So I'm helping you to not make some of the same mistakes or to have more learning around it. I don't really call it mistakes. It's more learning opportunities to do better. And so I would just, you know, fire off the email or whatever and expect a result and a response. And I hadn't provided any context. To me, that was the thing that I was focused on. But to the other person, that's one piece of information in a whole sea of information. We're constantly bombarded with information and requests. And so to that person, without even a reminder of what we were talking about probably makes no sense. And so you're probably not going to get an answer because they don't even know what to respond to. So the more we can provide context and a little bit of a memory peg around what it was about or where we were at in the discussion. And even if possible, some of the potential outcomes that would be something that you both want or if it's just a simple yes or no simply explaining that i know i used to get frustrated with people because to them it was well once i have an answer i'll let you know and for me it was i would like to know if you're even thinking about it could you let me know whether you're considering it or not and for me to receive an answer back thank you for the information I'm looking at it, I'll get back to you by even if they could provide a certain date or some kind of time frame. So then I wasn't thinking about it myself and not expending that energy that I could be using for other tasks and just think, okay, they're thinking about it, they've received it, and I'll give it, you know, maybe a day or two after they said they would consider it depending if there was a, a time thing that needed to have the information by a certain date. But if it was open-ended, then being more flexible with receiving the information back. So those are two different communication styles. One is like, okay, once I know for sure, I'll let you know. The other is just let me know what's going on. And so then I feel more comfortable being able to not think about it constantly or have it come up every day on my calendar, that kind of thing. So there's different styles and different formats around communication. And so I'm going to talk about a specific framework that some of you may be aware of and others of you may not called nonviolent communication. And it was created the book was written by Marshall Rosenberg, and the front cover says, Words matter. Find common ground with anyone, anywhere, at any time, both personally and professionally. And that's basically what we talked about when I trained in conflict resolution. And so whether or not this book was around then, I'm not sure, but it certainly was most of the model that we used as well. So today I'm just going to give you an overview and so there are four components, observations, feelings, needs, and requests. 
And for some people, the simple act of being able to observe and describe what they observe can be very difficult. So that is a real learning for some people where, for example, if you're a parent, that's something that maybe you're more familiar with because we talk about the behavior with the child rather than saying we don't like them. So we're not personalizing it to them so their self-esteem stays good. And at the same time, we let them know that the behavior that they did was not acceptable, that there might be some consequences, that maybe that's something that we don't do. Or maybe it was an action that affected someone else and they need to be aware around building the empathy skills. And that's a bit later on in the process, but part of the whole process. So when we can simply observe what's going on, then we have that detachment to be able to see it rather than if we're in the extreme feeling around something, then our brain goes into that shutdown mode into survival and we may not see what's actually going on around us. So if that's the case, sometimes it's a matter of leaving the situation, being able to calm ourselves down and then go back and observe what is going on and clearing up what's going on for us so that we can be present and aware. The second is feeling. So how do I feel about that? So it's again, you personally, how you are feeling and expressing that to the other person. The third one is the need. So for example, with me, with the communication, I need to know this by or whatever the specifics are of the need. And then the fourth is the request. So for me, it could be something around the observation is, I noticed that I haven't heard back from you about my request around and I'm feeling a bit anxious or whatever I'm feeling. I need to have an answer by such and such a date so that I can make my decision around maybe a trip or an event that could conflict that I need to make my own decision around. So my request is that you let me know whether or not you are considering it. And if so, when could you provide an answer? Could you provide a date as to when you can get back to me with your answer? So there's no blaming or shaming. It's a simple request making the observation, how am I feeling about it? What are my needs and my requests? And then they have the ability to respond to that about their own needs, their own observations, their own feelings, and their own requests. So for them, it may be, I don't know until something else happens for me. You know, we have so many conflicting and differing things happening in our life. Sometimes it's hard to know, especially in these times when things are not always knowable. We're going on the best information that we have at the time. And sometimes even expressing that, when we actually express what's going on, it takes the mystery out of it and it helps us to relax. We're actually in communication, knowing what's going on with the other person. 
So again, with the observations, it's very specific things. So it's not these airy-fairy kind of things where, oh, I think that you're doing this. And that goes into the shame and blame. Instead, it's what am I observing? What are the concrete things that are happening? How do I feel in relationship to that? And how did that come about? What are the needs that I have? Maybe it's a desire to have more of a connection. Maybe it's not something so specific. Maybe it's you're building a relationship with someone and they have less time than you do to build the relationship because of other things that are going on in their life. And at the same time, you don't know that. So unless that's expressed and communicated, then you're constantly wondering, well, why aren't they getting back to me? And so then again, coming back with that concrete action to be able to move forward in the communication and the relationship. And it's interesting because we can do this not only verbally, but in those other styles of communication. And it could be physical. If we're with someone and there's a move towards each other, or there's just a feeling that goes between you, we pick those signals up. And so it might just be expressed in a way that's nonverbal. So being open to flexibility, like not using this as I have to do this in a rote way. It's a formula that I have to go this, 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 this. It's simply being aware of those components and how can you use them to your advantage in your communication, especially if there's some frustration around not getting return calls, answers to your questions. And there's also that piece of taking care of ourselves and what is that frustration coming from? So separate from that communication, the internal communication with ourselves and seeing what is that need coming from? Because if we don't take care of it ourselves, then we're going to project that out onto the other person that they're doing something and we're not going to be objective. We're going to be pulled in. We're going to be leaking our energy to things that are not something that we can control. And then we can move back into control or more control because we're feeling like we're out of control. So control is one of those vicious cycles if we're not receiving what we want, then how do we just relax, move back? And the way to do that is always to tune into ourselves. What's going on for me? How can I relax more into myself, taking that breath? Is there a trigger for me around what's going on? If so, what is that? What does this remind me of? So there's a lot of steps that you can go through when it comes to that trigger. And that's some of the work that we do with the shadow and looking at where that came in, what was the early age, what was the original good intention. So there's a lot of different pieces to that. But always it is the awareness, right? We always have to start the, with the awareness, otherwise there is no choice in the matter. So the more that you can be aware of looking at things from that objective view, how are you feeling, how are you connecting, then the more successful you're going to be in your communication. 
and making sure when we do mess up that we do apologize and take correct responsibility. And that is the perfect modeling situation for any relationship. When we do that, that allows the other person to relax and to be able to do that and build more connection, authenticity, and deepen our intimacy with each other. So I hope you're all well and safe, and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.